0: Hey guys, it's Tish. Welcome to Women Crush Wednesday, the official platform for us female business owners and entrepreneurs. A space for us to share our stories on how we're breaking generational curses and creating a new norm for our families. Each woman's story is unique and we can all learn and grow from one another. Sit back, take out your notebooks and let the journey begin. Alrighty, you guys, welcome, welcome, welcome. Super excited for everybody to uh, be here with us today. Today, I'm really excited because the guest that I have on today is gonna be talking talking about a topic that I don't think is too normalized, right? I feel like a lot of us um, haven't normalized investing into ourselves and investing into the small things, right? You know, people will say, You know, I invest into personal development, I I invest into my business, which is absolutely amazing, as you should, right? But there are some things that some of us may look at and it just kind of has like a negative connotation to invest into getting somebody to help you, right? So the young lady that I have on with me today, um, I'm super excited because that is what she does. She helps people kind of simplify their life. And so, Miss Madison, are you there? hi I'm here yay how are you how are you I'm so good thank you so much for having me absolutely absolutely I'm really um. one I'm really excited to have you on because like I said so many people when you think of investing into yourself people automatically assume like oh you know I pay for this conference or I just got this you know tool or class but it, it, it goes so much beyond that and so when you told me about your business I was like wow so many people um need to know about this one and two I feel like it needs to be normalized and especially in an age bracket um uh, because you don't see a lot of people our age like investing into the things that you help people with so that's why I definitely had to get you on so just introduce yourself tell us a little bit about you Yes. Yes.
1: My name is Madison Ridley and I am a lifestyle concierge and I got to make that up. It's um, something that, you know, I have a, a, a passion for helping other people. And so I, I express that passion through my business, which is called Team Ridley, which I partner with myself and my husband. And we help people conquer their world. And we do that by, you know, little things through, little things that make your life easier. That is literally what our jobs are. My job is, is to make your life easier so that you can spend more time or more money or whatever it is on the things that you love to do. Um, I'm an Atlanta native, so I love being in the Atlanta area. I love, love, love traveling. It's a great place to travel from. And yeah, it's just... um, That's a little bit about me. I hope that Um, opens it up well for you.
0: Yes, absolutely. Now, when I wanted you, um, let's, let's dive in deep when, when we're talking about, you know, making people's lives easier. What are some of the ways that, that you help individuals, you know, kind of make their life easier?
1: Sure. Um, well, I'll start with some simple things like, um, Currently, I'm working with a client who has had her mother's and grandmother's um, furniture and and a bunch of different items uh, been stored in her garage. And she says it's been there for 15 years. So for 15 years, she's only lived in the house for 20. So for 15 years, she hasn't been able to park her car in her garage. I mean, and if you think about it, it's like, okay, you know, it's something so simple as being able to park her car in their garage, but she has not wanted to tackle going through all of that stuff and figuring out what to do with it by herself. She's a single mom and she's like, that's the last thing on my list. Like I've got so many other things, um, you know, that prioritize over that. And so what I'm doing is literally piece by piece with a plan in place, helping her um, downsize those things, you know. Save the things that she really loves, but really, you know, going in, conquering it bit by bit, so that in three months she can park her car and her daughter, who's about to turn 16, both of their cars in the garage. So something that simple is uh, is a good example. Another example is um, I do a lot of pet care. A lot of my clients. Um, felt like they never get to travel and now that they've got someone trusted that they can that can watch and take care of their children while they're gone they're free to travel and they travel all the time and and you know as simple as it is that um that's my business that's what I do
0: I I love it because like I said one one thing is is like not a lot of people will will pay for things like that um you know obviously the pet sitting i know people definitely pay to for people to watch their their pets that that's a definite but when it comes to you know decluttering when it comes to really you know thinking of a plan when it comes to you know paying somebody to like clean your house things of that nature i don't know why we just feel like it's just not a priority um and i remember when we had spoke there's kind of like mm-hmm. a mental thing that goes in it as well. Like, if your space is just cluttered, how do you expect your mind to be? And so, like, what have you seen um, as far as like the mental impact when it comes to somebody dealing with clutter?
1: Oh, is guilt. Like, whether it's, well, I should be able to do this myself, mm-hmm. you know, like, I there's no reason I, you know, no reason why I should have to pay somebody else to go through my closet. I should be able to do this myself. And okay, you know, you're like, you know, going back to, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of things that we should do, or should be able to do. But, you know, the stress that goes into that, you know, the guilt that goes into these things that we should be able to do is what I see most often, like I should be able to do it by myself. Like I should not have to hire somebody or spend money on something that I can do myself. Mm. Um, so once we get past and we can get past that and through that, you know, I create, my goal is not to take all of your money. My goal is to really create a simplified way to, um, have you live more powerfully so I find ways that make it cost effective, or ways that will really help um, my clients see it as an opportunity, not at, but and not as a burden, like a financial burden.
0: That's good. So guilt,
1: that's that is the big so one.
0: And I'm and I really I think it just comes down to perspective as well. Um, I remember when back in January I actually had went to a Bob Proctor conference, and I will just never forget this line. Well, there's a lot of lines, but like one line that he distinctively said was, (laughs) you know, he pays people to do the things that he doesn't want to do. And that was just kind of like mind changing for me because it's like, yeah, why wouldn't you just pay somebody to do that? Like to make your life easier so then you can focus on your business. So you can, you know, put that energy towards your family, towards your kids, you know, on things that actually matter besides like decluttering your house or, you know, cleaning your kitchen. I mean, of course you can clean your kitchen, but you know, getting your house clean, just like the tedious task, you know, we don't want to do, just pay somebody to do it.
1: (laughs) Yes. Imagine if you did not have to worry about, I don't know, laundry or cleaning, like the amount of stress that just goes away. Yes. There's a trade-off. But the amount of stress that goes away that you can now put that energy towards something that may make you more money so that the trade off of paying someone to do it is not so large or just peace of mind, you know, like, um, okay, you know, what? I am going to pay someone to watch my animals so I can travel because it is just what I you know, love to do. I get to have a win-win situation and, you know, maybe the financial part isn't really the issue it's more for that person being able to do something that they just really want to do that they wouldn't be able to do otherwise that makes them happy that's that's
0: really good now let's talk real quick um about price because i feel like there's probably i mean i know for me personally um my paradigm was i'm not gonna pay somebody because that just seems like way too expensive um and and inconvenient like i'm just gonna do it Mm -hmm. myself but like what is a kind of like the the cost similarity um of you know if you know somebody was to like hire you for your services um or you know somebody who had services like yours like what what does that cost look like
1: <clears throat> yeah, well, I will start by saying I have two different ways that I offer my services, so I have an hourly rate and then I have packages of hours that um is really uh, customizable based on, you know, whatever their needs are. And then if it's like a really long-term thing, then I'll, I'll look at how, um, how we can make a package that works for them. Mm-hmm. And then in that type of setting, typically what I do is I, I have two different options. Either I can do it for you, which is at a premium, or you can do it I put the plan together and I basically hold you accountable. So we have weekly calls. You show me what your, you know, what is your plan? What is your action items? We go through it together. And instead of having a friend or maybe someone who will let you off the hook easier, I don't. It's like, nope, you know, and there's an accountability there because they're paying for something. There's that financial exchange, which really helps them, you know, Stick yeah. to it a little bit more like when you pay for a, a trainer versus you and your friend go to the Absolute, gym there's a different absolutely. dynamic <laughs>
0: um, my mentor he always says when you pay you pay attention you know what I do you know we we help yeah. people you know educate educate people in the market and so it's like yeah you're gonna pay because if you're paying somebody you're gonna pay attention to actually learning this material and so if somebody's paying you for your service even if you know you wrote out the plan they're definitely gonna be more likely to, to stick with the plan, knowing that they done, you know, put some coins into it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I really like that, um, that you, yeah. you set people up with plans as well, because some people, you know, they just really need the accountability. So that is, I love that, that's awesome. Now, how long have you had your business? Thanks.
1: Well, it has been, let's see, it has been we we officially started in september 2019 so just a little over a year and it's definitely morphed as you know this year has gone by especially with um everything that's happened in 2020 Mm. so it's just been a little over a year since um we've been officially in business
0: okay that's awesome one i think it's super super great that you were able to merge that in with your husband what what kind of was the motivation for you to start this business how did you lead to kind of the place that you were at to want to you know start start your business
1: yes uh that's uh, i think the most important part and and any entrepreneur's uh vision is really having that motivation like the thing that just sparked you and so what it was for me was I was in a full-time corporate nine-to-five job. Um, I had, you know, gotten the master's, gotten the bachelor's degree and, you know, was working in corporate, right? The American dream. And I loved what I did, but there was just something happening to me, like to my body that luckily I was able to be in tune with that I could tell, like, this just is not, it's like oil and water. Something's just not really matching hair and it it was about six months of that that i kind of you know fought with that i thought maybe it was something i was eating or maybe it was uh, i wasn't exercising enough or maybe it was hormonal or who knows and so as i started this kind of like process of elimination of things from my life it got down to okay the next thing is this job mm. and it was um a big decision to make, um, within, you know, my husband and I, and at the time we we were not married yet. Um, uh, we were planning on getting married, we were engaged, but we weren't married yet. And I just knew I did not want to bring all that, whatever it was, it was real nasty into our marriage. And so I went to my husband and said, uh, I, well, he, he obviously knew cause I was really just like, dealing with a lot of, like, mental stuff, and I was, like, I'm not happy, and he's, like, I know, and um, I said, here's what I think I want to do next, and he was, like, I totally support you, and, and so I left my, you know, stable job, and that created a, a large ripple effect in, in our life, and our lifestyle, um, to the point where, you know, we, we had to uplift our home and downsize, So that we could now fit into this new lifestyle of entrepreneurship Mm -hmm. and without that you know stability of you know a a constant income which I had um but you know looking back that was at the beginning of 2019 um I I thought I was going to find another real job right and it just was not calling me that way. Life wasn't calling me that way. And so I really was able to just reflect and look at what, what, what do I love about life? What are some things I love to do? What are some things that I'm good at? And then how can I make money off of that? And so I just, my mind is very creative. So I just started rolling with it and kind of came to my husband and he was like, I think it's a great idea. Let's, you know, let's figure this thing out. And so here we are, um, zero regrets, never, never even once looked back and said, Oh, maybe I shouldn't have done that. And um, like I said, we, we uplifted our, our living situation temporarily. We know it's temporary, um, but it's been a hundred percent worth it. You know, I feel like I'm just on fire now and that I'm really in the place where I'm meant to be. So wow. that's how our uh, team
0: Ridley got started. Yeah. That is the one thing that I got from all of that is just, it's faith, you know, faith in, in listening to your body for one faith in, in, in leaving your job, because I mean, just kind of, I don't know. It almost brought, brought me, brought me back to like, when I left my job and it is scary. Like, the unknown, like I mean, I had a business, you know, I was growing my business, but it's like I left a full time job. So, like, just having that, you know, that stability, that comfort, knowing a check is coming in, it's like it definitely can be scary, um, for sure. But it's it's not for the weak minded <laughs> at all, like, and um, you know, that's mm-hmm. a blessing that mm-hmm. that your husband was was able to support you and you know your decision. Um, and then another thing that stuck out was your creative process, because a lot of people want to know, like, how, how can I create a business? But you kind of just took us through it. Um, I mean, I, I'm really good with lists. I, I make tons of lists. And so when I imagine what you just said, I'm just like imagining like you writing down, like all the things that you love, all the things that you're good at, and just really trying to figure out, like, what could you get paid to do? Like <laughs> is that kind of how it went
1: yeah yeah it's super simple it was it started by um, when I left my job I had all this free time and so I started taking my dog on more and more walks throughout the day and I was like man I just love doing this like it's so peaceful you know I just felt so you know refreshed and then I started to notice that there were other people in the neighborhood, lots of other people in the neighborhood, um, walking their dogs. And I'm like, hmm, I wonder if anyone ever needs somebody else to walk their dog or watch their dog. And I went through a lot of different renditions. Actually, my first business idea was totally focused only on pets. It was like a pet concierge. Uh And so, you know, just to give you a little background, it was like, I came up with this whole business plan. Then I was like, no, that's not enough. Like I really like to organize and you know, that I started cleaning out my closet and I'm like, huh, I'm really good at this. I wonder if there's somebody else that has a closet or pantry or kitchen that could be reorganized. So it just kept getting bigger and bigger, but it's, it's really simple. It's, you know, like do what you love and love what you do. And what is that? The hardest part is figuring out what you love to do. And once you find it, everything becomes an, and anything becomes an opportunity
0: i absolutely love that and one key thing you said is the hardest part is really just finding out what you love to do for me personally you know we're so conditioned you know with the i i heard you mention the american dream you know society tells us you know go to school go to college get good grades and, and all these things and, and i know for me personally and i know i can't be the only one like I, there was a time, I didn't even know what Natisha really liked because I was so focused on school. Like I didn't have any hobbies. I had no idea what I liked. Like I literally went through a quarter life crisis after I graduated because like, I just didn't know who I was. And, and I think Mm -hmm. that just stems from us going into the cycle and, and being conditioned that there's only one way to live. And so then when you start creeping outside of that norm, it's like oh man, I don't even know who I am. I don't even know what I like. And so I when I work with a lot of young adults, my biggest advice is date yourself, like figure out what you actually like to do. Um, so that way you don't feel so lost once you leave school.
1: <laughs> yes, it's so true. I think, and that's what I was going through. I think that was the bigger picture, you know, like the root cause of what I was experiencing in this, corporate world was this friction between okay society got me here I I mean yeah I I was the vehicle but like I didn't even really choose this it just kind of like was the chosen path and there was just this friction inside that I paid attention to I think most people have it or feel it or sense it but they maybe push it away or think it's not right or you know they don't acknowledge it and so I was acknowledging that friction was like wait this is not this is not really what I I don't know something's missing mm. and so yeah being able to acknowledge that and then since then and, and really until today like I am still on that path of discovery who I am you know as Madison yeah. not as A daughter or a sister or anything or a wife even just Mm -hmm. who am I and what can I bring to the world because people don't have the opportunity or don't give themselves the opportunity to to you know discover that
0: wow I love that you know just always in that discover mode of like what can I bring to the table like yes I'm a daughter yes I'm a sister a wife a mother a friend but it's like who am I personally like, what do I like to do? And I think it's just getting comfortable with ourselves. And I feel mm. like we just have to normalize doing that at a lot younger age, because there are so many people who one, either never do it, or like they just come through this discovery phase, like at a really older age. And I mean, it happened for me when I was like 25, 24, 25, but I'm like, that even that's old. Like. We got to just yeah. normalize like knowing ourselves um, a lot, a lot younger. And, you know, the whole society thing, that's just one thing that I could probably like talk about, you know, forever. But um, how is it like, how was that transition from, okay, the American dream to now I'm living like my dream? Like, do you have any regrets with you and your husband like having to downsize? Like, do any doubts creep in?
1: No um you know I would say that we definitely get a little frustrated at times just having um, personal private space and with a growing business it it can be really hard finding just the physical space you know to to work and to you know to do business um, definitely no regrets absolutely no regrets, but it can be challenging at times um, but the biggest thing that we've learned is to simplify. I mean, we had 2,300 square feet full of stuff. And now we're in 1,100 square feet with half the stuff. And it's like, wow, we really don't need as much as we thought we did. And and there's definitely things that we want to get back to eventually, like a backyard for our dog so we don't have to walk her, you know, every four or five hours, um, you know, little things like that. But um, definitely no regrets because we see the vision. We know it's going to pay off. And during this time, you know, we, there's a lot of things that we're learning that we would not, and especially for myself, I would not have learned without putting myself in a very vulnerable and uncomfortable position that I've never been in before.
0: I, man, that was a word right there. I think it comes down (laughs) to being uncomfortable. And I think it takes a a special kind of person to, um, to intentionally make themselves uncomfortable. And that's just kind of one thing that, you know, even myself, I've been working on, you know, this year, just like, okay, serve me up the most uncomfortable situation and let me grow because it's like your comfort (laughs) zone is your broke zone. And so it's like, you know, for you really to get to that next level, you are going to have to get uncomfortable. You are going to have to just, you're going to just have to, you know, move to the moment at hand. And, um, yeah, I'm just like, I, I think it's so cool hearing like entrepreneurs speak, speak, because when I talk to other people, we're kind of like all in an alignment with that same thought process that it's like, no matter how uncomfortable or no matter how hard things get, it's like, we don't ever want to go back to that, uh, that old life. Like this is where it's at. <laughs> it,
1: it is. I'm like, why did I do that for so long? And it was only five years, not even five years. I'm like, why did I put myself through that? But I mean, and, you know, I definitely learned stuff from that. I definitely learned what I don't like yeah. and what doesn't work for me, you know? Um, but just, you know, one of the biggest things, you know, before we started, I was like, well, I'm smart, you know, I'm book smart, Mm -hmm. smart. And I think I have a lot of common sense. I've done a lot of really cool things in my life so far. And I know my husband is brilliant. So like there's, it's impossible for us to fail. Mm -hmm. Like, As long as we just stick to our intuition, what we know, what, you know, our faith, you know, and we've got family to fall back on, but you know, as long as, you know, we're together, like, we're smart, we can figure this out, and my husband, who, you know, we grew up completely differently, but I just love his point of view, which is so not, um, what definitely wasn't mine, he was like, you know, I've been poor, I've lived in a car, I've had no money growing up, so, you know, it doesn't scare me, Mm -hmm. and while me, on the other hand, is, like, terrified not having a paycheck, right, like, oh my gosh, but off of each other and really just have that faith like you said and and you know worse comes the worst i find a job right like absolute worst comes the worst and that's not so bad if i had to do something like that so it's just um and it's been baby steps it's like just having conversations meeting people has just been so much fun and i just you know time is flying by which is good and bad but i'm like man what was I doing that yeah. back then?
0: <laughs> time is definitely, te- time is definitely moving. Now, um, what has been one challenge um, that you have overcome when it has come to your, your business?
1: Oh, that's a good question. I think the biggest one for me personally is people taking me seriously. Mm. Um, and I say that as a woman, I say that as a woman who looks very young and is young and vibrant, and I say that as um, someone, you know, where I have a certain look, and I, my biggest challenge is people thinking, you know, that I'm a certain way, that I don't really have a work ethic, or that, you know, i have just been, I'm lazy, and so oh, my husband, who still has a full-time job, by the way, while, while we partner in this business, you know, she's just, she doesn't want to work anymore. She just wants Mm -hmm. to, you know, hang out all day or, you know, I don't know, whatever other things I've heard, you know, come up. And so that's been the biggest challenge for me personally, is to not take offense to that and not lean into, oh, maybe I should be doing something else. Mm. So, um, I'm definitely overcoming that, though, because now that the business, even just a year in, is really growing and has been able to expand through COVID, I'm like, I got this, you know, we're good. So, but that is definitely a a huge challenge.
0: (laughs) I love that so much because so many people let others kind of deter them from their purpose. Like, I mean... When you go through this path and when you go through down through this journey, this entrepreneurial journey, it's like, you got to be laser focused. Like you can only talk, you can only talk to people who like get it because it's like somebody will try yeah. to, you know, throw shade or, you know, just that, those slick comments. And it's like, what? <laughs> like, like you really don't believe in me, but that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's all good. And it's just like learning. Yeah. It's- wipe that off
1: (laughs) absolutely like no sweat you know it's like you know what okay maybe next time I will not join that call (laughs) or whatever it is so um it is true what you said you know and as an entrepreneur and and someone in a new business it's like you've got to be very careful with where you put your time and your money and your energy and if if you're investing your time in network groups, or, you know, trying to explain to people why you're doing what you're doing, like, that's a lot of energy. And it's, you know, it's like, well, what I've learned is nothing against those people, but I'm just going to limit my time, at least around my business with them, you know, maybe I won't talk about my business, because you know, there's friction there and I'm just gonna make sure that my time is filled with conversations that that spawn creativity and really bring me forward versus, you know, uh put doubt in my mind because it's easy as humans yeah. to be like, Ooh, I'm gonna go that Absolutely. way. Absolutely. <laughs> wow. That <laughs> was distracted.
0: That was an, an amazing um an amazing point. And I always say this is one thing that I've had to do even for myself. I've had to, um, compart- to min- compartment the people and like the conversation that I have with people. Um, you know, some people I know I cannot talk my business with because their comments are gonna annoy me. They're gonna irritate me. They're, gonna, they're just gonna mm-hmm. put bad energy in the air. And then, you know, other people, I know I can, you know, throw ideas back and forth. I know if I'm, you know, looking to start a new venture, they'll give me, you know, positive feedback or their honest opinion on things. And so you just have to know who those individuals are in your life. Like, am I going to come to this person? Cause like, I want to vent or are we just not even going to talk business at all? Like we're going to talk about what we're going to do this yeah. week. Like, you have to know that. Yep. Yes, absolutely, yes, and, and
1: uh, planning your work, and working your plan, mm. yeah, and so really leaving that corporate structure, where, you know, I know I'm at a desk, and I know I'm going to have meetings all day, and then when I go home, it's free time, yeah. now, it's a if I wanted to, you know, and so really the first year has been, how am I going to fill my time? And there's some days that I'm like, oh my gosh, I didn't get anything done today. And then there's some days that I'm like, I need to sit down for a second. And, (laughs) you know, that's been the biggest adjustment. Um, It's, you know, managing your time. And I always thought I wanted that and I still do, but that is a a key. And again, going back to where you spend your energy and, and how, and if, you know, if something's not serving you and your business, uh, reconsider, you know, how or when or
0: how much time you're investing in that. That is good. Um, you gotta focus on income producing activities. Um, because that is definitely something that I personally struggle with. I actually still sometimes struggle with that because you do have all of this free time. And then it's just like some days I'm like. Oh man, like, like you said, I got so much accomplished today. I talked to this amount of people today. And then some days I'm like, I did so much, but nothing towards my business. Like I was busy Mm -hmm. all day, but nothing served, you know, I didn't accomplish anything in my business. And it's like, I was productive, Mm -hmm. but was I efficient or it's like, you know, Mm -hmm. I was doing all this busy work, but I didn't really get anything done. And it's like, when you have that conversation with yourself then you're really, that's when you're stepping through your breakthrough because then you're understanding like, okay, although, you know, this isn't a bad activity to do. It's probably just not serving me the best when it comes to me and my mm-hmm. business and the the moves that I'm trying to make. Like, for example, there was a, um, um, a podcast that, um, I had like in my daily schedule. And then just recently I was just like, you know what? Like, This podcast, it has a lot of valuable information, but right now I actually need to be doing the work and not so much just listening to this right now. And So, I mean, the podcast Mm -hmm. is great, but when it comes to me and what I'm doing, it's not exactly going to continue to put me in the spaces that I want to be in. And so I kind of had to like exit from my daily routine and incorporate something else that was going to lead to more value. So, yeah. Yeah
1: that is a really good point. Flexibility is you have got to be flexible. Like I like routine, but then at the same time, you know, I love the flexibility that what I'm creating offers. So, and giving yourself grace, you know, to the point where, you know, you said you had a day and I have those all the time packed with stuff, but I'm like, oh my gosh, I really didn't get anything done right towards a certain business. Or maybe I had planned to do housework that day and I did all business stuff. But, you know, give yourself grace and say, yeah, but here I am. Like there's people, yeah. you know, elsewhere that are just yeah, really not happy. Um, but giving yourself grace and being flexible, like knowing, you know what, this isn't quite serving me well in this hour of the day. Maybe I'll put it, listen to it while I shower or, yeah. you know, do something else where it's still serving you. But it's great that you're able to yeah. adjust
0: Honestly, yeah, that's that. good um, and, and really it just comes down to that adjustment and um, great point with the whole, you know, grace thing because even on the days where, you know, I'm like, dang, you know, I, I only did this, but it's like, I'm just still so grateful for the process because, you know, obviously we aren't where we want to be, but we're, we're growing, we're, we're building and it's like, man, even with the hardest times, like I'm still, you know, super grateful for exactly where I am right now, because I'm nowhere where I used to be. And so you just gotta continuously, you know, be grateful for growth, be grateful for your own, um, you know, specific process. Um, Now, what's one goal for you and your business um, that you have in 2021, since 2020 is kind of wrapping up?
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, can you believe it? Oh my goodness. so I I am looking just one goal, hmm, let me think. I have so many. <laughs> I definitely understand that. <laughs> um, okay, to, okay, so one goal to. is to ex- Okay, well it's kind of all and my goal is to expand. Okay. So one goal is to be able to get to a point where I can comfortably hire, you know, a coordinator or an assistant or somebody to help me with the small things, you know, like what I serve people health business. So I would say that would make the biggest impact for 2021. So I can continue the growth without having that uh, concern for having too much work that I can't do all of myself. Mm. But then, um, you know, bringing in that peace of mind that I can find someone who's totally worth it and is okay for me to be able to you know, pay that person, which is a scary thought. Um, But again, going back to the whole concept of, you know, if I can bring somebody in, then that allows me to go get more. And so that's my biggest goal for 2021 is to find uh, somebody like that, that I can, that allows me to continue to grow the business.
0: I love that. And so basically you're putting into action what you help people with. Like, just some help, yeah. you know, just <laughs> exactly. investing into yourself and to your business and, and having them help you do the small things so you can focus on the big thing. So you can, you know, continue to serve your clients and, and, and grow your business. I love that. <laughs> I love that. Now, real quick, I did want you to touch on, um, when you were working your job, you, when we had spoke, you were saying like, you know your anxiety had, like, gone through the roof, and so, like, what, take us a little bit through that process of, like, not ignoring your body and really, you know, trying to figure out what was wrong with you um, during that time. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, so the thing I started to physically recognized first while I was um, in this specific position and I had a a manager who we just, there was something off there. Some days it was fine, other days it really was like, oh, and my, you know, the physical thing that is my like, ding, 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 radar is my gut. When I feel my gut do this, like literally like twisting motion. Like, it's like, I'm getting it now, but I'm okay. But when I was feeling, I was feeling that. And I was like, golly, like, like that feels horrible. And I realized it then started for me not to want to go into the office. I was avoiding my um, uh, manager. I was, you know, doing all these things. And whenever we would interact, it was like drama, where I was being yelled at and I would just feel like, like my my heart rate would just go like skyrocketing through the roof and i would just shake i would physically shake because i was just so i don't even know what the word was angry anxious i you know just fuming like what the heck is this and so um you know i of course brought that home right into into our house where it had its own effects but you know i at first didn't think it was the job you know I thought there was other things going on so I went and saw um, a doctor and the first thing they did was you know prescribe an antidepressant medicine and I personally don't want to be on anything I don't have to be on and I felt like that that right there just it scared me because I'm like, no, there's something else. Like, I don't I don't want to just put this Band-Aid over whatever's going on, like, in my body. Like, I, you know, when he said to me, you know, make sure you take this, like, at night, I think it was, and because you'll get loopy and dizzy and kind of, like, sedated. And I was like, what? oh, my gosh. I'm like, I definitely don't want to be like that. You know, I don't want to just, like, cover it up. And it, it's nothing against, you know, those types of things, but for me in that moment, I just thought that does not sound like the route I want to go, so um, that was a big, big, like, eye-opener for me, um, because I was like, there's something here, I got to figure it out, so yeah, the anxiety just was like, I was just having these rages at home, just like, it was like my body needed to just get rid of whatever was happening inside and you know my poor husband who again I'm so grateful for that you know we are still married you know he was like he was he was there for me but he didn't understand either right and I didn't understand what was going on and I just thought maybe it's hormones and so I was going to all these doctors to figure out what was going going on it's like maybe out of my diet that might not have been serving me well But it came down to the last thing was this, was the job, because it was that feeling, that gut-wrenching feeling. Every time I would drive there, I would get out of the car, I would get to my desk, you know, I would talk to certain people. It would just be like, and that's when I was like, here here it is, you know, like listen to that wrenching, you know, that feeling like it's there for a reason. It's telling me that it is this, this is the next onion layer to peel off and yeah quite honestly since then you know I have totally changed I mean yeah I still get frustrated but that's normal and it's okay to you know have those emotions show up but it's not ruling my life like it was before
0: that and is. I
1: sleep now. Yes. <laughs> That's the biggest
0: thing. <laughs> uh, well, one, thank you so much for sharing that. I did want to touch on that because I think like we had spoke about a lot of people just kind of numb themselves to that feeling. And we kind of mm. have to, again, normalize getting uncomfortable and, you know, entrepreneurship isn't for everybody that's definitely understandable not everybody can go down that route but I know a lot of people stay in situations and circumstances that no longer serve them and it's like if your job if your environment is making you feel that way um you gotta you gotta find another job like you have to find another job you have to if you don't want to walk away you have to find a new environment because one nobody deserves to be living on this earth unhappy Like that's number one. Um, And then number two, it's like your body literally tells you that something is wrong. And it's like, if you continue to ignore that, you're going to give yourself like an early death. Like I I can, I can be assured of that. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. It, It was like, to
1: that extent, you know, the things that were coming out of my mouth, the way I was feeling, it was almost like I was blacking out at times. I was like, what the heck? This is just like, the- I knew it wasn't it right. And I didn't know what it was. Yeah. Um, but anyways, yeah. So it's, it's so important to listen and it's hard to do. I think, I mean, it's not hard. I think it's just being aware. And again, being, I was lucky enough to have, you know, my husband right there with me saying like, what is your body saying? Like, you know, not telling me that I needed to take medication or I needed to just, you know, keep going, like brush it under the rug. Like, you know, I kind of grew up that way where you just brush things under the rug and if they ever come up again, you like hide or you just, you don't acknowledge things. So um, it's it's so important to listen to your body, at least for me. Yeah. And I think if more people did that, I think more people would just realize that there's so much
0: more out there Mm. and it's
1: not so scary. (laughs)
0: Absolutely. And again, thank you. Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, Moving back to the business side, how um, for somebody who's like just starting out in their business, um, especially I'd say in the service um, business, because you know what you do is provide a service. um, If you don't have like a product, um, what are some tips or what are some ways that you actually found clientele? Um, because I'm sure that's something that, you know, people may struggle with. So can you give any tips about, you know, being a a fresh startup? Like how did that look for you? Yeah. So
1: I, um, I was lucky in that most of my business spun word of mouth. I do believe in social media because I think that it's definitely a platform. I think, um, spending a ton of money on marketing and advertising as a startup depending what your services are um may not serve you well it didn't serve me because i also knew if i go market and advertise and i get too many clients then i'm not going to be able to sustain that growth immediately okay. um but i fully 100 percent, believe in word of mouth marketing and marketing but really making relationships so my business really started in the community that we lived in and it started off by one neighbor ask you know after I had that epiphany that oh I can actually make money walking dogs I posted in our Facebook um, neighborhood page and just said um, if anyone's traveling you know let me know I can watch your pets or something like that I remember exactly what I that talk and then people start to notice me walking around you know I bought a t-shirt so at least people would know who I was while I was walking animals and it just really I mean I think as a startup you have to find the niche you have to you can't force something into the market either so you have to be careful with what service you're providing because if there's no demand for it Mm. it's just not gonna work um, and so I did a little, I did a lot of research just by posting in there, would anyone need any of this? And it started to pick up. So that's, I just went wherever clients, you know, took me and it started really through the pet sitting. And then once I was able to get into their homes, literally, and, you know, physically, I could upsell and provide other services. Wow. Um you know, oh, I see that, you know, it looks like you've got a lot of boxes, you know, did you guys just move in? Oh, no, we've been here five years. Oh, well, maybe, you know, I could help you get rid of some of that stuff. You know, we've been meaning to get around to it for five years, and we haven't. And so it was really like that, and not being pushy, or awkward, or like that they needed it, because they they were fine with the way that it was, but really just creating those relationships. And through people's pets has been the easiest and most effective way I've been able to create relationships beyond. And, and, um, again, and networking, which has been hard this year, but, you know, there are still ways to meet people. There are still things you can do safely and, you know, like zoom and social media, you know, meeting people through social media, really connecting with some of your friends that, you know, your friends on Facebook for you know, you might've met at some point in time. So it, like really honing in on what they're interested in, looking for opportunities, kind of like how we reconnected. And so that's, again, a huge way that I've uh, been
0: able as a startup to get business and not cost a lot of money. Wow. I hope you guys are paying attention because that was some value right there. <laughs> um No, for real, just the building relationships you know just finding your way in and then you know then finding the need of where oh you know I'm seeing that there's some clutter here I can help with that and and it's like I think you just have to learn how to be resourceful and I talk about this all the time like resourcefulness is definitely a skill that needs to be learned by everybody because if you do not know how to be resourceful like I don't really know how you're gonna be able to make it. Um, you have to be, able to, to, find, to be able to make something out of nothing. You have to kind of just be able to learn how to figure it out and, and it's a mindset. And so it's, it's way deeper than what we even have time for, but it's like, it all comes down to perspective and you really just have to change your outlook on the way that you see things. And so um, I think that was absolutely super helpful. Um, so yes, thank you for touching on that because I think that people get frustrated in, in the how, um, and they don't just let things kind of flow or, or, or work out for them. And so, yeah, just, just let it happen. Just let it happen. <laughs> now, do you have any final words for somebody who might be in a position right now where they're like teeter tottering the entrepreneurial path or, you know, somebody who's just in a position where they may have never even thought about starting their own business, but they know that they have a deep desire and they hate their job. Like any last words for, for somebody like that, who might be listening?
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, yeah, trust yourself. Like, really look at what your strengths are because you know what they are and don't focus on your weaknesses your weaknesses will always be your weaknesses your strengths can always get stronger mm. so focus on you know what your strengths are if you have a passion like don't ignore it that's what that's what I did for so long was like oh and if you're saying to yourself one day or i wish or it would be cool if or you know, when, when this happens, I'll be able to do, if you're saying that to yourself, there's a passion, there's a conversation there, like, figure out what that is. And just know that there are people, myself, and you, you know, just to name a few, who will be there to support you, and whatever it is. And if you've got the passion, and you've got the drive, whatever it is will work for you. And, you know, just don't be afraid because there is a whole wide of you taking that step and really being courageous and bold. There's a whole new world. I'm discovering it now, just one year in that I'm like, and you said it too, like, oh my gosh, like, I am so excited that I'm discovering this because I'm just so happy. I'm not where I was before. And I wasn't horrible before. Yeah. You know, I was surviving but now i'm actually living so Ooh. if you feel like you're struggling or just like surviving you know take another look reach out to one of us for sure you know find find someone out there you can talk to and and bring it to
0: life you only got one so wow what a word that was an excellent way <laughs> to end up man oh man madison i definitely appreciate you for you know hopping on here definitely sharing. Um, your business with us, your your journey of, of how you have gotten here thus far. So I'm super excited to see how Team Ridley is gonna grow And just like that, it's a wrap. I appreciate every single person that decided to join us today. I pray you receive value to be able to take that next step to the life that I know you deserve. Make sure you go ahead and follow Madison via Facebook at Madison Jones Ridley. Follow her business page at team Ridley conquer your world or you can contact her via email at Madison at team-ridley.com guys if you know somebody who has a testimony somebody who has made something out of nothing who you would like to see on the show make sure you go ahead and send me a message so I can reach out to them at wcwthepodcast at gmail.com and I will see you guys next week